punchline takes. Line Takes Podcast. Excuse me for being excited, people. Yeah, I, I woke up and, I, you know, I was handcuffed to the bed. Damn, not dude, really, Vegas. Not really sure, not really sure where, where my shirt was. Um, I didn't know tryouts for Las Vegas Lights went like that. It was weird, man. It was really weird. You know, I was exhausted from. Wait, are we are we on? Is it? Yeah. Is this hot? Is I guess this I hot? Told you. Oh We're here man. in the hot seat right now. Well, guys, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Touchline Takes. I am here, joined by my handsome as ever co-host. Ooh, thank you, Cameron Reed, and we are here to talk about some more some more footy. Some for of the you foot? guys, so, some, some, of the some of the foot, some of the the ball to the feet, to the back of the um, net, to the goal. Um, I'm gonna start this off with a fantastic video. You oh can't. No. I'm gonna set the visual for you. This is a bunch of um, F1 cars <laughs> with <laughs> Steven Gerrard's face, uh, like photoshopped Stop. onto them. And this oh is what it sounds no. like. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. That All was right. from like an interview that he did a long time ago. Lovely. F1 that, that is pretty big these days, so I thought it was. Uh, thought it was that, that, that's the thing. Like F1 has taken off in this country, man. Like ever since like it started like being broadcast on ESPN and like ESPN Plus. Like I feel like every one of my followers on Twitter, I'm seeing like tweet about. Oh it. yeah. And oh, I'm yeah, like, dude. I mean. You guys can't get around to waking up at 6, 7 a.m. to watch soccer, but you can get around to wake up at 6, 7 a.m. to watch F1, which, like, tweets their own. Like, I mean, if you like mm-hmm. racing and F1 seems pretty fun, it seems exciting, but, like... It's cool, man. It's, like, I, I don't know. I'm personally, like, I've, I've, I don't know really anything about it other mm. than the fact that it's, like, oh, Ferrari, ooh, ooh. like, uh, Mercedes. <laughs> like, as ooh. compared to, like, in NASCAR, ooh. it's uh, Chevy. Uh, <laughs> right. Ford, and they're taking another left turn. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's everyone says it's about the uh, the the new Netflix show. I guess I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think, think it's so. just like Maybe. really seeped its way into pop culture one way or another. But mm-hmm. it's it's really gotten in between like people's like ideas of you know what they enjoy and stuff. So mm-hmm. no, I, I I think it's cool. You know, it seems interesting. Yeah. I I haven't caught on with it. Um. Again, you know, I just really wish that sort of excitement would take on across football as well. But, you know, maybe that's the next thing. We're getting there. I mean, uh, we can maybe talk about that a little bit more later. But, like, based on the the viewing numbers on TV, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, the interest for whether it's Liga MX or European soccer just continues to grow. But, so, all right, uh, Carl, um, let's just Ooh, let's just hop, let's hop to. Let's give them some news. What are we what are we talking about today? Oh, we're, we're going to talk a little uh, a little football up in the Great White North. Some news ooh. coming out of Canada, which, okay. ooh, this is exciting. Um, we're we're going to talk about our favorite NISA club, the Michigan Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, the totally professional, always. Totally uh, professional, totally, you know, they're just really roaring and ready to go um when it comes to twitter uh then we got some pittsburgh supporters group and stuff going on between them and another usl championship side we're not going to give it away there and how about some u.s open cup action mm, hell yeah mm-hmm. save, save the best for last because that's uh, the best it's oh, a chunky section man. Like, it, it's been such an exciting last couple weeks, man, just, like, watching and, like, seeing some of these games, like, last night, you know, or, sorry, I don't want to date this podcast, but the other night, I got to watch, you know, Cleveland SC play on ESPN+. Plus. Like, that's yeah. nuts, man. Like, that's just crazy. But we'll get into all that in a little bit. Um, first things first, Cameron, um, what, do we, what do we got going up, up in Canada? What do we got going on up there? What's happening? Oh, wait a second. There it is. See... See, I'm trying to be healthy. So this oh, is good my- for you, man. I've been I've been drinking mostly seltzers uh, for the beginning of the weeks here, and then I transitioned. Mm-hmm. I maybe having a beer later on in the week. So that's what we're doing. This one's been sitting in a in a cabinet for a little is that while. Angry so. Orchard. 
No, this is a uh, this is actually a main beer that um, I acquired. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a barreled souls beer, but um, it's been sitting Ooh. in a cupboard for like a year, so we'll see how this one goes. But uh, back to this the the subject matter at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been talking. A little bit. I won't say a lot of it because we really haven't about the Canadian Premier League, the fledgling league up there, um, which has been a lot of fun to, to see mm-hmm. grow and develop. I, I won't say I've watched a ton of actual league play. Um, it, I've seen a couple games here and there. It's so hard to watch sometimes, you know what yeah. I mean? Because um, I think I don't even know if one soccer subscriptions uh, are available to us here in the United States. <laughs> into the all United right, that beer I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> um, if, if you all could have seen happening. his face right now, <laughs> it was just like, there's was like somebody just like, you know, shot Don't him. let your beers sit in a cabinet <laughs> oh for a Wait, how, a year that's been sitting. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, were we, what were we even we talking about? We were talking about, about uh, one soccer All right, welcome back to another episode of yeah. Touchline. Cut, 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 cut. Cut, redo. Um, no, like, I, I love what the Canadian Premier League has been doing. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it seems like it's really starting to gain a little bit more traxi- traction. I think soccer in general up in Canada is starting to gain a lot yeah. more of a following. Um, which I think is really going to help the Canadian Premier League and the growth of the sport there. Um, But yeah, to your point, I haven't really seen much going on or looked at I've caught like the the Champions League games. Like I watched when Forge played in the CONCACAF League as well as the CONCACAF Champions League. They put in a a good showing. So I think they played, I want to say it was um, was either Cruz Azul or Atlas in the CONCACAF Champions League. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not sure, but anyways, um, we're not talking about that today. We you know we're 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 praising the the top end of Canadian soccer, whether it's the Canadian men's national team. Congrats to them, came out on top of the World Cup qualifying for Concacaf, and um, we've also seen that the Canadian Premier League has been doing all right. But mm-hmm. um, there's also lower league soccer within Canada, believe it or Ooh. not. Uh, as of right now, it's a very pro-am thing. There's not uh, like a fully professional second division like we have here in the United States, um, mm-hmm. and they're they're mostly provincial. Mm-hmm. So we have like uh, League One Ontario, which I think is wholly owned by uh, the Canadian Premier League. So it's kind of okay. an interesting scenario so there. And then you've also got Premier League des Soccer du Quebec, mm-hmm. known as the PLSQ, and also um, a new league the league one um british columbia so the news that came out recently is when i so when i first saw this i was like oh a new like second tier canadian league because it's called league one canada but it's really just like uh it's like a a branding and organizational push to Mm kind of have a unified like third tier uh league system within canada so um nice. right got you've got all those leagues they're gonna have a unified branding so right now you have league one ontario and league one bc that have um a very similar kind of badge i guess a logo we'll call it and i mm-hmm. think um they said the plsq is going to adopt a similar logo in 2023 so uh i kind of like this because we deal with um a very fractured system within the united states so it's kind of cool to see Canada approaching this differently, um, kind of, you know, before things start to, to devolve into the madness that we have here in the United States. No, that, that's exciting to see actual, like, cooperation and partnership, especially within the lower leagues of soccer and mm-hmm. um, especially in Canada. I mean, very rarely we saw that happen here. I think the most we saw sort of cooperation is when you had the MLS, like, two sides playing in the USL Championship. Yeah. But now we all know that's going right. away. So it's like, right. well, there goes our really only cooperation, like, between yeah. the leagues here in the United States. Um well, that's the thing. Like, they're already pushing for uh, having this this you know organizational synergy within Canada, and you know they've got three leagues. Well, we've got three division three leagues, but they're they're not working together. That's for sure. No. Um, and we already we I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. How League One Ontario is introducing a promotion and relegation system. 
um, which is which is awesome. Uh, it's it's yeah. kind of similar to how like I think the EPSL is supposed to be doing their promotion and relegation, but this seems more like this is more organized. Um, League One Ontario has been around for for longer than EPSL. Uh, and I think the way that they're doing it is that you actually have to like straight up buy in to the third tier of League One Ontario and starting oh, wow. in like a couple of years. I think they're freezing the structure for right now and then any new teams will start in like the, the third tier of the league and they'll have to work their way up. Um, so I think this is just more building more upon that and I, mm-hmm. I bet you we'll see like a, a, a League One in Alberta and um, what is it, Manitoba? Is that the other Manitoba, I province think so, yeah. out there as well? And then likely one in the, the maritime provinces, so your New Brunswick, your uh, St. John, uh, not St. John's, um, Newfoundland, Newfoundland and Labrador, and mm-hmm. uh, Prince Edward Island. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be watching this closely. Ideally, I think, you know, we when we talked with Oliver Platt, he mentioned that he thought there might be a, a national D2 league at some point as well. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not going to totally quote him on that, so apologies, Oliver, if you did not say that. But I think <laughs> what we're seeing is possibly leading to that in the future here. So, I think so. I mean, it's just awesome to see. I, I was reading one of the quotes. The president of Soccer Quebec um, sort of said, like, how this alliance will be profitable as the leagues will benefit from more research yeah. re- more resources and expertise true yeah um, i didn't even think about it like that but yeah so, so like it seems like all these leagues are coming together to kind of join the resources to grow the sport on a national level not on mm-hmm. you know a level just for them or just for their own leagues they're looking to do this as you know a whole and bring soccer up in all of canada and, mm. and for both the men's and women's side so it's like why, why do we have such an issue in this country trying to come together, you know, to not only grow it at the club level together, but also grow it at a national level level together as well? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you'd hope that they get a better deal out of that. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm imagining that any sort of sponsorship deals for uh, a regional, you know, pro-am leagues are probably not great. But right. at least they're all coming together to kind of uh, work together on that, as opposed mm-hmm. to here, you know, we've got three separate leagues and, like I said, D3 competing for sponsorships and broadcasting and, and all of those things. So, uh, yeah, a little bit a little bit more uniformity on there, more uniformity on, on best practices. And um, I, I hope that maybe you'll see, we'll see some sort of... Um, I mean, I know they have, like, the, the Voyager's Cup, which is their... Mm-hmm. Uh, like open cup type thing for CONCACAF Champions League spots, but maybe we'll see more of a specifically, uh, you know, D3 competition like that interleague competition in Canada in the near future. So I think it's awesome, man. It seems like the right things are going in the right direction, you know, like how this will all shape out at the end of the day. Who really knows? You know, maybe one league gets greedy one day and decides to pull out and try to do their own thing, but definitely seeing that cooperation, it, it feels so different. Okay, it kind of feels dirty. Like you know, what I mean, like cooperation between like leagues. Like what I is know. that? We're, like, we're so not used to that. We we didn't even uh, think that was allowed until we ooh, saw this. I'm just getting like goosebumps, like <laughs> hair on my back standing up, man. Just thinking about it. But uh, no, hope, hopefully soon we can d- dive a little bit more into this. Get you know an inside yeah. look. Um, you know, kind of get a better idea of sort of the direction this is going to go in. Um, because right now this is, you know, this is, this is new, it's fresh. It's just on the surface level of sort of what's happening. But, uh, you know, the fact they're transitioning to this, I think uh, League One, what is it? British Columbia and League One Ontario will have like logos in 20, the same logos in 2022 and yep. then Quebec in 2023. So it's going to be interesting to see. I like that. Like, it, yeah. It's... And I think it's good for um, another purpose too, because like, so for instance, in Quebec right now, there's mm-hmm. still no uh, Canadian premier league team. But right. if you know, there's, we got this uniform branding, we've got uniform standards. Maybe somebody will see it as a higher, uh, higher standard of, um, of play to like, get their feet wet and then maybe decide Canadian Premier League is in their future similar to how we've seen teams say we're going to start out in USL League 2 before we you know maybe move to the USL championship so right uh, and I think it's also particularly particularly interesting um, because recently we talked about MLS Next Pro and some 
teams that were missing from MLS Next Pro, and one of the notable ones was Montreal Impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, And a lot of people, I think, thought that Montreal Impact going to play in the PLSQ was uh, a strange move, but if the Canadian Federation uh, or Canadian... I'm not sure if it's actually associated with the Canadian Federation, so I'm not going to go too hard in that direction. doesn't really say. But if this organization uh, improves the play of PLSQ and the standards of PLSQ, maybe it won't be such a bad idea after all, especially considering there will be a lot less travel. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the biggest thing right there is travel. Travel is expensive, and if you're only traveling within your own country, it kind of takes away those expenses. Um, yeah, no, maybe, maybe Montreal, or uh, it's not Montreal. What is it? It's, oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, look at me being outdated uh, with my references. It's, 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 it's like club football. It's like CF montreal or something like that isn't it something like that Mm -hmm. um so no maybe they knew something maybe they knew this was down in the works and they they jumped the gun and they decided Mm -hmm. to do something like this but at the end of the day you know i'm just happy especially with uh montreal kind of seeing them try to grow the sport within their own country i mean there's nothing wrong you know i'm obviously biased i wanted to grow here in the united states and i would hope the same you know clubs in canada and people in canada i would hope it will grow there as well so yeah there's definitely a lot of criticism of of their ownership as of late but uh like hopefully they uh maybe stumbled on a a fairly decent move so um but speaking of of stumbling um on (laughs) social media how about those michigan stars so the michigan stars uh recently got matched up with detroit city FC within the U.S. Open Cup, so the uh, long, of the time, cup, baby. long time rivals playing <laughs> again, cup. even though Detroit City FC has moved on to a different league uh, in the USL Championship. <laughs> There's still the the good old grudge match. Um, Detroit City FC did go on to win that game 3-0, Three uh, nothing, but Michigan baby. Stars had a, a little bit to say about that, did they not, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read this to you guys the best way I know how, if you haven't seen this. So, after the where was it it was the next day after the match um and michigan stars their their official account on twitter tweeted out a picture with a statement in this statement it read to all the soccer fans around the world yesterday we played a game for the u.s open cup where we got sabotage you get that guys sabotage Mm -hmm. that's the word they used with smoke darkness and smell we asked this match we asked the match officials multiple times to take charge but it was unsuccessful we hope no team has to go through this we would like to thank our staff and players for finishing the game now were michigan stars playing in the u.s open cup or were they playing elden ring because i'm kind of confused where the smoke darkness and smell is coming from like i don't know if they're they're just you know like they they got lost in a cave or something and they couldn't find their way out. Like was this match played like on Mars? No, it's, I mean, it, we love to hit on the Michigan stars and rightfully so they put themselves in that position. Uh, Yeah. I'm trying to date them. I said hate. I said hate. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm trying to hit on them too. That's the Michigan stars slide in the DMs um, at keeping XCV. Um, But no, like, it's just like I get it. They have aspirations to be in the USL championship. They're probably very bitter that Detroit City got to move there before they could. But you guys just got smacked. And you got smacked all the time by Detroit mm-hmm. City when they were in Nisa as well. Like, just get over it. Don't make excuses. Yeah, it just Focus comes off as league. petty and I don't understand how you make fans as a result of, of messages like this. To, to, um, it's, not, it's not even to just their fans, to all the soccer the fans yeah, that around was, the world. <laughs> that was a very us. strange message. I don't understand who they think is paying attention to this outside of the United States. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, maybe now, let, I mean, let alone outside of Michigan, really. <laughs> right. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody cares about, you know, yeah. like, and I'm, I hate to say that, but that's just the way it is right now. Like, I mean, we, we could spend the next five episodes just talking about this one tweet by the Michigan stars and just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of how ridiculous it is but like uh, did you, you know did, there was another tweet actually that i i want to point out real quick 
Oh, no. Um, <laughs> this was... So during the game, most of their uh, uh, live tweets were very... Just kind of run-of-the-mill, you know, 58-minute Muhan in um, Firmino, Firmino. I guess he's playing for them now, out. Uh, and then at... You know, so they also had one 50th-minute shot on goal by Andres uh, Schalbud. <laughs> the 37th minute, all caps. <laughs> Steven Junkaj takes amazing shot on goal. It was it was not an amazing shot. It was barely on goal. I think it went well above the goal. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I'm trying, and I see the video now. This is, like, incredible. Somebody recorded it and stuck it in the comments. But I'm trying to put two and two together. Is this kid who's playing, is he, like, related to the owner who sent out that Yep. I'm, I'm I'm glad you're uh, finally uh, <laughs> because that's not a common last on. name. That's yep. not a common last name. So nope. like, is the owner also running this Twitter account? Is that what's going? So I don't know. I think it's it's heavily uh, it's heavily theorized that he is. But yeah, that's that's his son. That's his I, son on I the mean, team. This I mean, go... the whole team. I guess I did. I did. We ever go over the origins of Michigan stars? Because uh, oh I, god. <laughs> What happened was Steven got cut from, from Detroit City FC. And so then his dad, uh, I believe his name's George, started yeah. up this team. So that's the whole oh. – I, I can't believe we never discussed this. But, we uh, never yeah. discussed that. That, that, is, that makes so much sense of why they – and, I mean, what could go wrong with an owner running a Twitter account of a NISA club? Like, we haven't seen anything go wrong no. with that in yeah, the last No, yeah, nothing goes months. wrong when, when that happens. I mean, we just get free pizza most of the time. So, like – that's that's beneficial to us but that's incredible that makes so much sense at why they hate each other even more now yeah no it's uh <laughs> it's it's not great it's definitely not a good oh look oh my god that's oh that and that's why your tweet says thank you daddy oh <laughs> yeah uh, carl is putting so much together I'm right now i hope together. somebody listens to this that's uh you know a big fan of lower league soccer and is like getting to witness somebody understanding <laughs> this is unbelievable. the origins yeah I yeah 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 with michigan i mean that shows like how much i still have to learn about lower league soccer but like Oh Carl already thought this club was ridiculous enough just by some of the stuff they've said. He didn't even right. know this whole backstory. No, now that I know the whole backstory, it just makes so much more sense. Like, I mean, it, it's even more ridiculous now, but like the ridiculousness is even funnier. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it just, it, it, it's like now that the brain is like intertwined with the information I needed to know. Yeah. Here we are. Oh my Well, and let's also, you know, God. we've been talking about just the absurdity of the, the tweets themselves, but um, let's for a second just discuss the fact that, uh, you know, they were complaining about the conditions on the pitch. I don't know how a team, for example, I don't know, Detroit City FC scores three goals on you. Uh, so they were clearly able to find the net uh, and play the game as it was intended to be played. Mm -hmm. But to, but Michigan Stars had to, to use the smoke as a crutch. And let's be real, uh, smoke and flares at games, not exactly uncommon. Carl, no. you're a big fan of uh, of South American football. and um, Happens all the time. All over the place there, yeah. It happens all the time. And I mean, like, it's just that that's not an excuse. You know what I mean? And I love some of the the tweets that are in this statement as well if you guys go on somebody tweeted you know pictures from the san antonio fc game where there's a bunch of from april 6 where there's a bunch of smoke and stuff like that in that game san diego loyal you know their tweet account uh when they were tied with phoenix rising on march 27th they tweeted you got smoke and they're showing san diego score a goal in the middle of that smoke and just like the like i mean it's part of the game it's part of the environment of the game and honestly like when we were talking who was it we were talking to uh the detroit city one of the co-owners alex wright and he was talking about how like with the smoke and flares and the environment that detroit city brings to the game people love it like european clubs love it it's a sense of nostalgia for a lot of people who are fans of you know of some old-time European clubs over in Europe, like mm -hmm. yeah, like Olympiacos, right? It's part of the sport. And then 
uh, like uh, Partisan Belgrade versus Red Star Belgrade. I mean, you can you can keep going, and there's plenty of clubs that that do this. It's not abnormal. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Which is, I think, uh, going back to the the actual tweet that they put out, you know, trying to get sympathy from the rest of the world about something that the rest of the world is not only used to, but right. uh, likes to do. Right. Is... The rest of the world basically is going to tell him, go fly a fucking kite. Like, I mean, yeah. like this this isn't something to complain about. Deal with mm -hmm. it. Like, I mean, play the game. Like, it's, And I don't know if this is just sort of kind of a just domino effect of how so many clubs in this country are trying to Americanize the way we play the sport or the way right. the sport is played. Well, you that know? was the concern when Detroit moved to USL. I think a lot of people were worried that they weren't going to be able to do the smoke, the, the, um, the flares, yada, yada. But I mean, mm -hmm. I've seen, I've gone to a couple Tampa Bay Rowdies games now and they do that after they score. I mean, it's not to the same right. extent. That they do in mm -hmm. Detroit, but they still do it. So, um, but I, th I think you're right. You know, it's like there are a lot of pushes to Americanize how things are, are done here. And I kind of hope that something like this, which really I think is probably part of what builds such a great culture there is people are excited because they all have a little bit to do during the game. You know, it's, mm -hmm. they are <clears throat> the quintessential 12th man as, as a lot of people like to say with exactly supporters. Um, so. Yeah. And I mean, what's even the best about this whole thing? We talk about quit on Twitter about, you know, um, you know, the ratio and stuff like that. There's <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah. As of right now, there's 11 retweets, 72 likes and 420 <laughs> quote tweets, 420. All right. Um, let me let, let me just go through some ratio of these. plus L plus you uh, fell off. Right. I mean, like, they got ratioed. Uh, somebody tweeted, this is incredibly embarrassing. A loser's mentality. I know the players don't appreciate. Um, let's see what else we got. And, I mean, I think it's more the Northern Guard than anybody who, like, jumped on this tweet, which it just makes it even more, like, chef's kiss. Uh, yeah, I don't even know why they bother uh, tweeting about Detroit City anymore. Um, I'm referring to Michigan Stars. Like, it's just like, do you know what's going to happen? Why, it's, why are it's, you? It's little you brother sympathy from? You know what who, I mean? Who it's, is going to give you the sympathy? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. You're just nobody's going to give you sympathy, and nobody. Somebody. Somebody tweeted a picture of the Shrek. One of the Shrek characters holding a sign that says "laugh," and they quoted to all the soccer fans around the world. Dot dot dot. <laughs> it says "laugh." I mean, it's just it's yeah. hilarious, and we could go on about this forever, man. I oh mean, yeah, we totally could. I I think I'll I'll end this topic on with this statement um for a while for quite a while they could just you know stick to themselves uh no one was ridiculing them some people were ridiculing them but nobody really was because new amsterdam fc took the mantle as the craziest soccer club in lower you league soccer be, you can't so michigan better. stars people kind of forgot about them and they just couldn't help themselves and they're back so they are they are enemy number one in nisa most likely at this point <laughs> they, they so. got a they got a long way to go to catch up with new amsterdam but they're yeah they're getting i mean new amsterdam's not not around so technically who are they competing with uh <laughs> themselves basically carl let's we'll stay on the topic of detroit city uh okay. this time i i guess it's this one was a was an odd one. I didn't really get to see it happen live. Um, most of the tweets have since been deleted. Mm -hmm. um, so when Pittsburgh went to play Detroit City, and I'm probably I actually don't know how to say the name of the uh, the neighborhood. I think it's Ham Hamtramck Hamtramck. It's a yeah. it's basically kind of an enclave within Detroit. It's the neighborhood mm -hmm. that Keyworth Stadium's in that Detroit City FC plays in. Uh, and one of the supporters group, Steel Army of Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. uh, they took some some pictures of the surrounding neighborhood and put them on Twitter. It was kind of a uh, that original one, I believe, was more of a neutral caption. But then it devolved into kind of disparaging the area uh, in general. And the area itself, um, from what I've read, is has like a very high immigrant population. It's just not a good it's not a good look. Um, no. And hence, you know, the tweets now being deleted and they just got piled on. But uh, I think it just it's it's something that doesn't really get talked about. But um, with soccer being such a community game, probably not the 
best idea to shit on the local community unless it's like, ah, ha, ha, you know, you've got this shitty chain restaurant and that's all over your city or something like that. Like, let's not yeah. maybe, like, take pictures and shit on people's homes that are right next to the stadium. Like, just kind of weird, man. Like, there's a whole soccer team in front of you playing. Maybe shit on them. Yeah. No, it, it, it really rubbed me the wrong way when I saw those tweets and when they when they sent them out and... I don't know. Maybe, maybe that sort of, you know, I mean, first of all, like the history of where that stadium is built and the history of that stadium itself being built in that neighborhood. And for those reasons, like they probably, first of all, shouldn't have even tweeted something like that um, if they would have known that. But it's just kind of I mean, maybe it's just sort of the mentality of soccer we have in this country because it's. It's such an inclusive, like, or it's a sport that a lot of times you need a lot of money to be able to play. You know what I mean? And so seeing something like it, seeing something like that makes me think that people don't think that they can be in the poorer communities, that soccer shouldn't be played in these neighborhoods. And that really rubbed me the wrong way when I saw that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think to a certain extent, um, just if it had just been the initial tweet, mm-hmm. I would have, have called it. I would have called it likely a bit of an overreaction from Detroit. Yeah. Um, but things kind of, things kind of got weird. Like uh, I don't, I don't think any of these tweets. I wish I could find. Oh, like, there's uh, one. If you go to the the Reddit we have up, do do do. Northern Guard says or nah, and then that they quoted all the tweets that got deleted. It's the third one up from the top or from the bottom, and you uh, can okay. see there's some of the stuff. Like the last one was Detroit gives the officials an alcove as their locker room, and they have to use the public bathrooms. The yeah. minimum standards are too low. There's one an hour before that. Keyworth Stadium and the view just behind Keyworth Stadium. So this person took a picture of the field mm-hmm. and then turned around and took a picture of the houses in the neighborhood that they were in in Detroit. And then what else do we have? Cozy confines. I really can't see what that one is there. Um, and then the first one they tweeted was, we have boots on the ground in Detroit, and it's a picture of some street or something that's around the stadium. Um, so it's yeah, just... I, it's like a weird, like, there's definitely trash talk, and then there's, like, trashing, you know, individual people's homes, which I think is a little weird. Like, it's fucked I, up, man. I don't know. It's just... It's a it's a it's a weird situation. I mean, and once again, this kind of goes back to like, if you know anything about Detroit City, you know about the Northern Guard, and yeah. if you post a tweet, they will find it, and they will come after you. So it's like either mm-hmm. be ready for it, which I don't think they were, uh, or you know learn don't. how to maybe just. To have some Not better trash talk. I don't know. You know, yeah, like, just... I don't like. There's like that fine line of like trash talking and just being an asshole to you know what's around you and not really understanding what's around you. Um, yeah, I mean, it, to it, be fair, honestly, even I, I, sorry, I want to get this out real quick. Like, I looked at the pictures. Honestly, the neighborhood did not look that bad. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, it. You know, we're from Maine. It kind of looked like a neighborhood you'd see in like. Bangor right. or like Lewiston, Lewiston or something like that. Yeah, even Auburn, Portland. In Portland's Portland like in ritzy. Like, it's like not, it's not that bad. It's just like it, a normal working class neighborhood. Like yeah, I don't, it, it, what do they expect to see behind it, the stadium? It, and, and maybe that goes back to my point I was trying to make before and, you know, and kind of articulate better. Like people think that, you know, soccer is an upper class type of sport. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, they don't feel like the game here in the U.S. at least is a working class sport. So like these people come into <clears throat> this neighborhood. <laughs> right. These people come into this neighborhood that is a working class neighborhood that Detroit City has built their club around. I mean, and they have grown their club around this working class community in Detroit, Mm. which is so beautiful to see, especially now that, you know, I'm living in a city much like Detroit in Cleveland. You know, it's Mm. it's an old industrial city that, you know, for the last 50 years, you know, people have been moving out, became kind of run down. 
Right. Like I would love to see, you know, a Detroit City type of club rise here in Cleveland as well because and use that sort of industrial working class mentality as a way to grow the club. And that's right. what the sport should be here. Yeah, it should be a representation of your community and you know not right. just like a, a not just a stadium plopped down in an in an area that can't afford the beers that they're selling inside. Like it just doesn't doesn't make doesn't sense. Work. So yeah, uh, it was just kind of an interesting piece of drama that I, I wanted to bring up. Um, and I, I can honestly see a lot more of this happening. I mean, USL is a league that loves trash talk. Um, usually it's a little bit better spirited. So we'll, we'll see how that, that progresses. Um, I think there were a lot of good points. And I think it, it, it actually made people think a little bit about what's, you know, what's right and what's wrong in terms of um, trash talk. So Definitely. Carl, <clears throat> we talked about it. We're going back to it. Here we are. We love it. We're excited. The I'm U.S. So Open Cup excited. is freaking back, dude. It's back. It's uh, I think it's been on a two-year hiatus. Didn't play 2020, 2021. We're back. We're back. We've got yeah. more professional teams than ever playing in it. It's just beautiful, man. It's so, mm -hmm. so awesome to see all these teams competing. And we've had some upsets, Cameron. Like, we've, we've had some good upsets. You know, Monterey Bay lost yeah. to Bay City and Nisa. They lost to Bay City and Nisa. Yeah. And Bay City is a new Nisa club. They're a new Nisa club. They're not even like one of the old guard Nisa clubs. They are a new Nisa club that upset Monterey Bay. That the was USL wonderful. The USL championship. In uh, Monterey Bay, also uh, an expansion. So it's Battle of Expansions. Battle of Expansions. It, but it shows you, I think, again, once again, and this is the beauty of the U.S. Open Cup, how close the talent between the leagues really is. I mean, it's still yeah. a long ways away, but I think people really don't realize how close, like, you know, how competitive these leagues are. People will see a NISA club and be like, oh, I've never heard of NISA. You know, this isn't a big deal. Boom, they lose. Just like it's true. That. It's been it's been a uh, it's been interesting in in that regard. I think you know, on by and large, Nisa teams have lost. Right. Um. But I think it was good to see Bay Cities. You know, at least show that it's not all for nothing. I mean, just for example, I'm just glancing here. Uh, San Diego Loyal beat Albion San Diego only two to one. So fairly fairly close game. Um. Little lopsided when it comes to the stats, uh, except for shots. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. Albion San Diego had 11 compared to San Diego Loyal. Um, but you know that that was a fairly fairly common theme for most of the um, most of the Nisa USL matchups. They weren't as far off as um, you would have expected. Mm -hmm. And then you know I think that also goes for you're mentioning the difference between the, the divisions. USL one teams actually uh, put up a, a fairly good showing. Um, let's run through some of the other upsets though, Carl. Oh man, this one hurts my heart, and I, I feel bad because I feel like we curse them. But uh, <laughs> El, pa El Paso losing to Central Valley Fuego, not one nothing, not two to one, not three to two. They lost four to one. Yeah. I was I was sending Cameron the tweets throughout the night. Yep. We were um, both watching that game. Poor that was... poor, ad poor admin has had a rough start to the season, and poor John Hudson has had a rough start. You know, we we had him on a few episodes ago. Um, and, you know, he seemed like a really great guy who had a great idea of, you know, kind of how to help this club and drive this club forward after a very mm -hmm. successful year last year. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe they caught, they did catch lightning in the bottle last year, yeah. um, which well, it was, I hate to say. It was interesting because, like, it was, um, like, watching the game, it looked like Fuego was a lot better than statistically they came out to be. Yeah. I mean, it was 67% possession on El Paso's part to 33% Central Valley Fuego. Central Valley Fuego scored four goals, but only on eight shots. It's crazy. Uh, crazy. Um, they had what I would call a fairly exceptionally low pass completion percentage of 64% Central Valley Fuego compared to uh, El Paso's 85%. And that's more than double the amount of passes that... Uh, Central Valley Fuego did as well, uh, 458 to 169. So if you were to just like look at the stats without looking at the result of the game, you would definitely not be able to say that Central Valley Fuego won that game. Um, although El Paso did only take 10 shots with um, zero big chances. So yeah, 
uh, that was just an example of a game that, um, you know, if you neglect the score, like I said, on paper, it would, would not think? have looked anything like what the actual game looked like on TV. So No, those are one of the games that made me uninstall Football Manager, where yeah. I'm just like, all the stats are going my way. Why am I losing six to nothing? Like, I yep. should be winning. Yeah, those are the type of games. And, I mean, it's the beauty of the sport, too. You, you know, you never know the statistics. The, the only statistic that matters at the end are the goals, right? That's, that's the only score line that matters. So That's um, for sure. But what else we, we got? What was another... We, we were talking about the success of NISA clubs. How about yeah. the unsuccess, if that's even a word for NISA clubs? Uh, AC Syracuse Pulse loses to FC Motown. So it was a late it was a late victory for FC Motown, but um, they scored another uh, one nothing win with a ninety mm-hmm. sixth minute goal. So. Um, pretty pretty crazy it was it was an after it was an extra time game so Mm -hmm. um they did kind of come out strong in extra time but yeah they they put it away it was a you know we talked we've been talking about all the stats and this was a fairly evenly matched one it was 51 percent possession for motown 49 percent possession from ac syracuse pulse and pretty much the rest of the stats look about similar so um this was a close match i didn't get to watch it because i was at work sadly uh but I was kind of paying attention to the notifications coming in. So, yeah, that was another. And Syracuse Pulse has looked okay in NISA yeah. so far. So no, this which, was definitely a little surprising. Which is shocking because I think we all were like, drop your roster. When is your roster going to drop? And I think they would finally dropped it like 24 hours before yeah. kickoff of the first game. It was game. okay. It was an okay yeah. roster. It had some, you know, talent on it that uh, NISA's already seen. So, right. It wasn't as shambolic as I think some people were possibly expecting. expecting. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think just the whole sham, how crazy it was at first with their logo reveal. I think, and they they just went dark on Twitter for like months, and everybody yeah. was like, yeah. "What's what's going on? Like, what, did admin like forget the password or something?" Like. Well, right, and it's just like a weird, like, you know, they come off a victory over um, Flower City Union, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go and lose to, so Syracuse goes and loses to a, a a pretty good amateur side, and Flower City beats a pretty good amateur side. Um, and I think, you know, I heard some people say, well, FC Motown isn't just your average amateur side. Well, it's like, yeah, but, you know, Flower City Union went up against a, a longstanding amateur side, and, and mm-hmm. they were able to pull it off, so... Yeah, that was another that was another interesting upset. Uh, we also saw North Carolina Fusion U twenty three beat Charlotte Independence four two. That was a good game. I I did get to watch that. Um, that did not quite look like that was going to be North Carolina Fusion's game, but um, mm-hmm. man, they really they really took off with it. Yeah, no, that that's impressive scoreline. Four two is an exciting scoreline. Mm-hmm. So um, in North Carolina Fusion, their U twenty threes, they're they're kind of kicking ass right now, which is kind of cool to see. Um, well, yeah, and and I think they showed some tenacity from them too because they went down oh, yeah. twice. They were down one nothing, tied it up. Went down two to one, tied it up, and then went ahead late late in the game too. So it was one hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just I, I'm loving all the, the the Carolina soccer teams lately. You know, it just there's, there's so a, much up there right now. There, there's such a well down there for me, but there, there's yeah. such a great <laughs> there's such a great culture um, right now in the Carolinas when it comes to soccer, and just in that little bubble in the South too. Like I mean, um, what was it? Uh, Tormenta they won today yeah. as well, didn't they? Tormenta they, they sure did. They beat a USL Championship side. Um, duh, my God, I gotta pull it up real Charleston. quick. Charleston, Charleston. They beat Charleston the Carolina Battery. team, yeah. Um, South Carolina, South Carolina. But it's just those kind of things are cool to see. Um, one that really caught me off guard was, you know, Northern Colorado Hailstorm beating Colorado Spring Switchbacks. Yeah. Uh, that one and they were down a man too they were mm-hmm. yeah they they went down a man hailstorm in the 27th minute and they even went into extra time of this game so they played with 10 men for mm-hmm. like 103 minutes or maybe less than that because i think colorado springs got a red card in extra time but like you're down a man you know you're you give up 73 percent possession 25 shots 
yeah, 25 shots. Yeah, I know. That was just a battering. I mean, and I, I then again, only two of the shots were on target. So, I mean, it's like me trying to play those deer hunter games at the arcade. Like, I might unload and shoot a lot of bullets, but, like, I don't, I don't hit yeah. anything. Yeah, that's true. I, I, you know, it's it's cool. And I think this this is kind of emblematic of how fun it is that they're doing these regional rivalries. I wasn't sure how mm-hmm. I felt about it at first, but uh, I'm actually really starting to enjoy it. It's 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 one it's getting different leagues to play each other and two it's getting uh the rivalries the one i was like oh my god i I need this to happen was chattanooga red wolves uh versus chattanooga fc no unfortunately i think chattanooga red wolves went out um yeah they did against louisville so that's not gonna happen don't know why they didn't have them play to begin with like, that would have been so. I mean, we've been talking about this for about a year now, seeing those two clubs match up against each yeah, other. Yeah, they're literally in the same city. They're doing all these regional rivalries. Why wouldn't they do that one? <laughs> that was that would have just been a perfect game. Uh, like, it was too perfect. Very marketable too. I mean, I could I could definitely see. Well, I mean, depends on where they played, because Chattanooga uh, FC actually has a stadium that's located close to downtown, whereas the Red Wolves. Mm-hmm are way out but i was gonna say like you know it could have been a great time to see like all the different fan groups marching in from you know downtown or this and that like it just it would have been a picturesque game unfortunately mm-hmm. not gonna happen anymore um but yeah what it, the the only other big upset was st louis city two, two. beating indy 11 indy 11 I mean, it, it, it's weird. Like, I, I haven't really looked at the roster of St. Louis City, um, too. And for those of you who don't know, this is the MLS St. Louis side that's going to be joining the MLS next year, yeah. I think. So they still have a lot of signings they got to make. I mean, it's not like we're looking at a team that has a bunch of MLS-level players, but they do have a decent squad um, when it comes to talent-wise. Yeah, it's a lot of like USL championship. Um, some guys that came out of various MLS academies, but like mm-hmm. not. I wouldn't say a lot of. Um, you know, like it's not like they've got guys who are like designated players in MLS playing for them while they you know wait for their their inaugural season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it you know a pretty a pretty good squad it's, altogether. It, I, I think it's really cool to see them doing this because I can't think of. Um, Let's see, FC Charlotte, like they didn't even, and I mean, there was huge questions revolving around FC Charlotte because their expansion got delayed and they just Mm -hmm. weren't playing and nobody really knew who their players were going to be. Like the fact St. Louis is kind of doing this just to kind of, you know, get a gauge. I mean, they have a coach, they have a pretty good coach. They have, I think, a a technical director and they, they got all the pieces there outside of those designated players and stuff like that that we'll probably see you know in the next year that they're gonna sign but i think it is cool that they're like playing here man like i mean it just it gets their feet wet i guess well and i made a joke on uh twitter because recently it was announced that uh the charlotte independence would be partnering up with uh with charlotte fc in an Hmm. affiliation type deal uh, and I was like, well, you know, after seeing North Carolina's U23 team, maybe they maybe they made the wrong deal. <laughs> maybe they should have affiliated with them, North Carolina Fusion. So, right. uh, but but yeah, I think it's um, it's it, it's definitely a tough loss for Indy Eleven. Unfortunately, it's kind of par for the course for how Indy's season's been going so far. And mm-hmm. um, you know, the 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 El Paso connection is is not looking great right now. Mark Lowry not doing too well at Indy Eleven and. No. El Paso not doing too well either, but um, we got a, we got a lot more U.S. Open Cup to watch, so they they might not even look like the the worst losses once everything's all said and done. We um, you know we saw teams like Tampa Bay Rowdies, which I watched that game, and, and actually I think I eventually kind of stopped watching this. I'm like, this is just, just they kicking. were they were beating the Villages Soccer Club six nothing. Um, you saw San Antonio FC knock out the Defeaters Kicks Soccer Club, one of our favorite names. Oh man! New Mexico I, United kick out Las Vegas Legends. Uh, Orange I, I County really knock out LA Force. Defeaters Kicks versus Richmond Kickers. That would have been. That been. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can't always get what we want. No. That's for sure, man. So uh, you know, tonight we got we got a couple more games that will probably have been played by the time you hear this. Um, we were talking about Chattanooga earlier. They'll be playing Memphis. 
Greenville will be playing uh, Oakland Roots, Oakland. Hartford, yeah. Oyster Bay United, Birmingham Southern State Soccer Club, Cal United Strikers San Fernando Valley, and Sacramento Republic, Portland Timbers U23. And then we'll probably get some updates on the round three uh, shortly. So definitely uh, exciting times. We are very interested uh, to see how this kind of ends up once the MLS teams get involved. That'll be the, the real determinator of kind of the progress that USL Championship made and mm-hmm. the progress of MLS as well. It's, it's definitely um, the kind of, lit, what is it, litmus test? Litmus test. Right I like the it. litmus so test acid, that we've all acidic and uh, what is the other one? I can't remember what the other one is. I failed chemistry. Yeah, um, dude, I was not good at chemistry. Either, so. Or was that biology? <laughs> you I don't know, dude. <laughs> um, no, it, and this is the beauty of the U.S. Open Cup. You guys have been listening to us just talk out of our ass for the last two years of this podcast, talking about the U.S. Open Cup, yeah. talking about how great this tournament is for soccer in like in the united states at the club Mm -hmm. level professional soccer like how great this is and i mean you guys talk about and i've said this i've used this analogy a million times we talk you know people talk about all the time march madness everybody was all through the roof about the saint peter's peacocks making it to the elite eight because there it was upset city and they're a 15 seed if you enjoy soccer even a little bit watch the u.s open cup because mm-hmm. you'll see upsets just like we talk about you'll see you know the the nisa or the usl version of saint peter's going up against the dukes in the north carolina like you you will see that and i mean the fact this isn't publicized more is so frustrating and i mean it's on espn plus it is, now, it which is, is on espn yeah which is great and i mean that's a step in the right direction but like there needs to be more attention paid to this because mm. it is so beautiful. It, it's everything that's great with the sport. Everybody loves the FA Cup over in England. This is our FA Cup. This is what it is. So, um, and it's yeah. old. It's old. It's, old. it's been around for historic. like a hundred plus years. I'm pretty sure at this point. So it's it's historic, man. And it's you know it's like I said, it, it's just everything that's beautiful with the sport of soccer. That, mm-hmm. That's what it is. It, it's everything. And like you said, it is a great sort of gauge to see where each sort of professional league is right now and what where those clubs are right now. Um, you know, like it, it's in sometimes you, you get random upsets here and there. And sometimes, you know, it's not even upsets. We talked about San Diego Loyal against ASC San Diego. Like, it was a two-to-one game. It was a close game on the score sheet. It was a well-played match. San Diego Loyal didn't win it until the 89th minute. Like, these type of things, even though there wasn't an upset, it shows you that, you know, these leagues, like I said, are a lot closer than we think. Still a long way to go, but it's a lot closer than what we think, and the U.S. Open Cup shows that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I I guess that's, that's really that. Um, mm-hmm. And interest is is definitely something that we've been following a lot with soccer. Yeah. And recently, we got to see um, some ratings for for MLS. And MLS, we've just been discussing, is on the prowl for a new TV deal. Yeah. Um, and I it's think I'm tough. not sure I'm not sure if I'm correct in saying this, but they did they're no longer marketing the United States men's national team matches as a part of their their package. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they were always doing it like that. So that's how they were getting good deals or not. Um, right. But now they've got a market MLS on its own. And as far as things go, the uh, the ratings are not looking great. No. Uh, I great saw, you know, we, we were talking about earlier how just like soccer interest is up in general. Um, but MLS just can't quite seem to to make like a, a, a dent in it. Uh, I think it was, um, let's see here. I, and, and I don't know. I would like to see what sort of the numbers are on La Liga as well um, yeah. to see sort of how that's going this year. I think the thing that's most like, not really frustrating, maybe frustrating, and maybe this will happen more often is, you know, on ABC, not just ESPN, but because ESPN and ABC are sort of partners within Disney. Um, you know, a lot of times you'll have NBA basketball games, WNBA games play, you know, 
around the slots that MLS is playing. Why they don't try to get those slots for MLS games is kind of weird. You know, put it on more of a national televised network to see how it does. And again, maybe it won't do well. Maybe ESPN isn't the right option for it, which sort of makes me think that, you know, Paramount Plus, CBS might end up buying the rights to MLS, or maybe I don't see Peacock doing anything. Maybe maybe Apple TV Plus. Like I, I just don't know where they go from there. Like if MLS doesn't work out on ESPN, who is going to touch them? Yeah, and I think uh, so. Here's kind of some figures. Um, this is via uh, Helltown Beer on on Twitter. Beautiful. So Major League Soccer year over year is down 22% on Fox Soccer One. So far, five games have been played. 45% on ESPN three games and down 16% on Fox three games. Um, there's been, it's kind of, it started out as like a legitimate claim and now it's starting to become right. a joke even amongst MLS fans that, well, uh, there was, you know, uh, football on or, oh, there was, uh, you know, March Madness was on and now the joke's kind of been, oh, well, Cornhole was on or like, oh, this and that. But it's it's like, so... Let me pull up the, the, the game itself here. So the viewing numbers for LA Galaxy at Portland Timbers. So two storied franchises within MLS on Sunday, 123,000. Wow. 123,000. Just for a, a slight comparison, so Leicester City, Man United, the previous Saturday, 608,000. Newcastle, Spurs, 573,000. Uh, and if you think, well, okay – so that's Premier League. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. NWSL. Uh, they pulled in, let's see here. I believe it was 450000 for for wow. a game. Good for them. Um, I wish I could. I need to pull up the actual numbers here. This is pretty unprofessional. But NWSL has been having good numbers. I have seen that. Now let's do one more comparison. College softball. March 26th, LSU, Arkansas, 355,000. Jeez. LSU or uh, Kentucky, LSU, we'll do that, a different one, 291,000. So even college softball is pulling in better numbers than, than MLS. And no slights to college softball, but MLS that is a pro be league. Happening. It's that a pro league. shouldn't be happening, man. <laughs> Like yeah. that, that, that's just embarrassing. And I can tell you how many times I've watched like ESPN or just had it on in the background while I'm working up on my TV. I rarely ever see any ads for MLS. Like, if, if you talk to somebody who doesn't follow MLS really that much and watches ESPN, I bet they wouldn't even know that MLS was on ESPN. And I think that's yeah. just so... I don't know. It's just... In, I will say, too, like, there's a lot of times with ESPN Plus, I would try to watch an MLS game, and they're just, like, mm-hmm. cut out. And just, like, the sort of, like, I have better luck watching USL championship games than I do MLS games on ESPN+. Plus, Which, yeah. you know, for I me... I think you're right. Ooh, we do need to see, like, like, some other, like, um, pro, you know, uh, IP, like, uh, like, La Liga in Spain. Like, Spain's La Liga. We got to see, like, numbers like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, you know, Liga MX teams are pulling in close to 200,000. So this was FC Juarez versus UNAM uh, Pumas. Mm-hmm. That pulled in 196,000. Um, that was on the 2nd of April. Uh, Tigres, Tijuana, 211,000. Uh, wow. The NWSL Challenge Cup San Diego versus Angel City on the 2nd of April, 456,000. So, that is awesome, though. Great and then for you the got Portland, Portland Timbers, LA Galaxy, like I said, 123,000. So it's... Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do with this with this new broadcast deal, which, um, you know, I've already seen some crazy speculation on Twitter. People are like, oh, they're going to have to restructure everything. They're going to have to completely redo what they're doing. And, I mean, they kind of already are with the League's Cup we've talked about, that new tournament that will take place in the preseason mm-hmm. between, or maybe in the middle of the season. Not, we're not quite sure I yet. I think it's middle of the between season. All the Liga MX teams and all the MLS teams. So I don't know if that's included in their, their new TV deal, but they're going to have to try something. No, because what they're doing isn't working, clearly. Um, yeah. And I mean, I mean just this, the, and we've talked about, sorry, I got I to gotta cut in there real quick because oh, you've been on. passionate about this. The, the, the stadium atmospheres have looked good. You know, we've talked about Austin. We've, we've talked about, you know, Portland Timbers have been going through a little something right now. We'll talk about that another time. But um, 
you know, Seattle, like they, they always look good. Um, I just mentioned, you know, Cincinnati, even though they cannot, you know, uh, get a good position in the league standings to save their lives. Uh, they've looked good and they've got a, a great stadium as well. Um, Austin, Charlotte, uh, they've looked really good. And it's, it, it's, it's been so exciting. Like there, there's been so much excitement surrounding the MLS, like within the stadiums, within the games, but it just, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe all the fans who would be watching the games are the ones who are in the stadium. So they're not watching and, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, it, it's just like such a confusing thing to like hear those numbers and be like, I thought we were going in the right direction. I thought, yeah. I thought this, I thought this was like happening. I thought, you know, we, we were starting to catch on. We were starting to really ride that wave of excitement of the sport. And I'm so, still so optimistic about the MLS, but mm -hmm. they can't get their own heads out of their own asses. And I don't know what it is, like if, if it's a marketing thing, if it's, you know, people just, I, I'm not really sure. Like, and maybe it all comes down to the fact that there's so much accessibility. We've talked about how easy it is to watch so many different leagues right now here in the United States, from Italy to Spain, to France, to Brazil, to Argentina. You can watch so many different leagues that people see the level of play between the two and they see MLS and they're like, nah, you know, I'm gonna watch some Premier League in the morning and then spend my, the rest of my day doing something else. Or, mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of people, and even for me myself, like I don't have a favorite MLS team I follow, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I have a favorite Premier League team. I watch Tottenham all the time, every single weekend, even though most of the time I wanna throw myself out a window watching them, mm -hmm. I still tune in. I don't do that with MLS and you know maybe I'm enemy number one when it comes to why the ratings are so bad because I would prefer to watch you know the quality of play in another league than watch it here in our own country yeah and uh, you know I, I hope they can figure something out and we've we've advocated for change we're definitely those mm -hmm. that type of uh of soccer supporter here in the united states that right we want to see things done differently with mls but you know we still want soccer to grow in general so we're not going right. to completely say like burn succeed. it down but right. um we, we, there's definitely we, something they got to do yeah it, it's something they got to figure out like you know like we've both of us have been repeating for the last five minutes they got to figure it out and yeah. and i mean the the, the the solution, I don't know what the solution is, but it's there. And it's not as difficult as what it could have been 10 years ago. Because like mm -hmm. I said, the excitement's there. People love soccer in this country and that's only gonna rise and get higher. So yeah, what and do I, you do? I, I kind of hope that, um, you know, when we originally talked about MLS Next Pro, we discussed how MLS thought uh, this was gonna be a way to increase their reach. Mm. Well, it doesn't seem like it's really doing that as of right now. I don't know if they're marketing that at all. Um, but I think they've got a great opportunity. We've been discussing the Open Cup this entire time. And the Open Cup mm. has long since kind of been a sideshow for MLS teams, often played at uh, different stadiums than their, their typical stadium. But right. this would be a great time to, to market the hell out of this. Let right. not only fans in, in their city know about, um, you know, how there's soccer all over the country, but let fans in the cities that they're playing know that hey this is a, a an awesome team with a great atmosphere and like maybe i'll follow that too you know on top of my local team so mm -hmm. i hope they do but I'm, I'm not super confident that they're gonna market the open cup that the the way that they yeah. should but no, hey man I, um you know what we got to do we got to do a an, a euro roundup sometime soon because the seasons no, are, are getting to a close and we have neglected it which we, to be fair we have, been enough have found that we, we love our, <laughs> our, our lower league soccer in the United States. So, mm -hmm. um, But we're, as you just mentioned, we are uh, uh, supporters of Premier League teams. And mm -hmm. that season is, is getting close to the end. And it's also things are, are heating up. Your, your Spurs are, are really fighting for that, mm -hmm. that fourth Champions League spot. My Liverpool is really pushing for a... Uh, a league title just just slightly off the pace of nice. manchester city and um things are pretty interesting in the champions league as well so no we got to do it we got to talk about that the copa libertadores just started again oh um, Serie A, dude Serie A has been with ac milan like I know, you know dude. top of the table baby who would have thought that ac milan would be able to figure themselves out before manchester united i had yeah it was 
I know. I am amazed. I'm amazed. You're right about all that. The, all all they needed point. was Zlatan back. That's all they needed. Yeah, yeah. That's Just all a forty-year-old Zlatan. But listen, guys, I'm I'm gonna end with this. This is my one big speech to end this with. Okay, I'll sit back. To all the soccer fans around the world, <laughs> my one big challenge this weekend for you, all the listeners, whoever we get, is to tune into at least one MLS game this weekend. Oh, one MLS game wow, this look weekend. At you. And Put I will neck make out that for a MLS. challenge. And I will make that challenge myself as well to tune into one MLS game this weekend. Um, and in, well, that does that bring up a point. We said um, we, we're going to bury this at the end of the podcast, so people might not right. hold us to this. We'll, we'll no. tweet it out too. But um, our plan was slash is uh, to kind of like do a random thing where we select one. Maybe two teams, depending on how we want to do. Like maybe one lower league, one MLS, and we right. got to follow them for for likely the two weeks it, it'll take us to do another podcast. Kind of kind of give a little a brief little report. We you know like some people do mm-hmm. book reports. We're doing a you know book club. Potter we're report. doing we're doing a club club. A club club. That's yep. what we're gonna call it. It's our club club. But so that, we're gonna learn my, about some new teams. That's my challenge. And when we when we tweet this out, when we tweet this episode out, I'll put I'll put it in there. And yes. starting we'll put Saturday, our team selections. Yes, we'll, we'll do that. We'll put our team selections. And starting Saturday, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna send out a tweet that's gonna say, please quote tweet this, whatever, with what game you're watching this weekend. Yeah. And just to get a gauge of what people are watching, are people tuning into the MLS? Because I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Like obviously, our Twitter verse is in a bubble. Like yeah. our, we're in a very lower league soccer centric bubble with some intertwining MLS fans there. Yeah. I really want to see where the fans are because obviously they're at the games. Yeah. We've seen like that. What matches and, and especially if you're like a neutral, like mm. what, are, what are you watching? What are you what interested are you? in? Exactly. You know? And I and I mean, it, it's tough, too, because like you're talking about, you know, everybody's like, oh, this is on and this is on. They had their chance. And, you know, and they still have their chance. But now you have baseball season starting I know. again. Yeah. Can so you imagine? Like, I wonder how things would have gone if baseball hadn't played. Like, would right. people have watched MLS? Would they? Maybe. Question mark. I mean, the uh-huh. games go. You, you could basically watch two MLS games in the time one baseball game that finishes. That is very true. So, um, so, guys, even if you are watching baseball, tune into one MLS game. You'll be in the fifth inning once that, ba- you know, as you switch back <laughs> yeah. over to the baseball game. Um, but for real, thank you so much, guys, for listening once again. Um, again, that's my spiel every single time. Follow us on all our social medias because we're bang, bang. we're we're influencers. We definitely influence. We are. Um, uh, I think there's like the the micro influencer designation. We are micro, we are. micro, 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 micro. We're right influencers. there. We're, we're on the spectrum just by a dot. We yeah. we move the needle like. But maybe we can move the needle on the MLS. Maybe, maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe, maybe we, we will... will be the unlikely heroes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, please tune in. Give us a like. Give us a listen. Check out our other episodes if you're just stumbling upon this and you have no idea what you're yeah, we listening got, we to. We got like 40 of them, and they are of varying quality. So Varying quality. <laughs> we, we got some good ones, I promise you. You might have to skip through a few. But... Um, been another great episode cameron sure see you later see you later man